and welcome to Horus Heretics, uh, our Christmas special episode. Uh, I'm William. I'm Neil. And today we are not discussing a book from the Horus Heresy series because we haven't read one. Um, but <laughs> but we'll... I said it at the end of last episode that we would be, and almost immediately thought, oh, "Fuck, I can't be off." <laughs> <laughs> we need a break. I mean, we know we had a kind of break when we didn't do an episode for a while, apart from repeating old ones. But we need another break on top of that break, um, like an actual break. That was just yeah. like from like we were doing other stuff at that time, still busy. So um, yeah, and this this year everybody needs a break. Yeah, fucking hell, I am I'm exhausted from from this year. But you know what? The, we're still we still got an episode for you here. So what we're going to do? The the content has to be created. <laughs> there's nobody else out there that can make content. I know. There's there's a there's a shortage of content in this world. That's what we've all been <laughs> thinking about. Um, yeah. So like, just your and your sort of your your systems, your auras, your beings were, were starting to, you know, your content bar was dropping dangerously low. So we've come to like shovel some content uh, into your ears, I guess. Um, nice. So uh, here we go. So it's yeah, Christmas special, like I say. So today, uh, well, we're doing two episodes today, but the first one we are going to uh, do, so a classic Christmas story, A Christmas Carol. We all know it. We've all seen it and heard it read it in multiple forms probably um so has everyone read it i've read it i've read i've it. read it um but uh we are going to do we we don't know where we're going with this at this point i certainly don't anyway but we are going to imagine a christmas carol story set in the well 30k 40k somewhere in that universe right um the, yeah. the games workshop warhammer future universe we're going to so we'll see where that goes. So, but but before we get started, well, um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about your Kickstarter. It's got seven or eight days left, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's got, God, it's got like two hundred quid to go until it reaches its target. So you must be chuffed out your box, man. Pretty chuffed, yeah. Um, and we're, I think we're, we we did we got a press release going out today. Um, from the uni. Uh, you know, for me and the other guy that works that are sort of running the project, um, we both work at Aberdeen Uni, and um, the, the comms office has helpfully done another press release for us. And nice. it's coming out tomorrow, and so I think we might be in getting some coverage. Well, uh, I did uh, do a bit of a Google for to check the coverage of the game, and I saw one newspaper helpfully say that um, Aberdeen. Well, let me. I want to. I want. I want to read it. This sounds bad. Um, because it's um, it's not good. Well, um, what paper let is me. It? The Evening Express. It's the it's the Evening Express. Right. I mean, um, I can give you. Well, do do your do your um, your yeah. reading, and then I will. So this is this is the line below the headline. Uh, Aberdeen University has launched an online crowdfunder to help create a to excuse me to help create a computer based on the city's world-renowned borough records <laughs> so have you been doing some fucking electrical engineering or something <laughs> well are you are you into hardware design i mean oh god Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah you mean 
I don't know how that. I I hadn't seen that. I mean, I knew they'd done a story in it, but I just didn't bother reading it because I was like, because you, you, oh, I don't know. Oh, Christ. Um, but anyway, <laughs> never mind. No, but um, it's only got like a couple of hundred quids worth to go. Uh, you've launched some stretch goals as well for a prologue and a epilogue. Indeed. In true Black Library fashion, you've got. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got extra parts yeah i think i'm going to make up some poetry to have at the start to quote at the start <laughs> no but um yeah yeah thanks for mentioning that i uh, appreciate it yeah anyone who does want to um fire in some uh pledge or whatever for that um but yeah hopefully we're hopefully we're going to get over the five thousand. but i'd like to get a good bit over it because now i'm getting worried about actually making this game and uh, <laughs> the more uh, money we make out of it the more um i can actually pay the like proper professionals uh who we are hiring to make this into a proper game to, to hide your inadequacies <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so please please just because if it reaches its target please do not take that as a reason not to pledge it would be very much appreciated and it will make the game better the more we get it's all going into the making of the game so the more we get um, oh, and also obviously fulfilling the rewards but um, aside from yeah. that uh, it's all going into the making of the game so yeah um, appreciate it's, the it's, shout out Neil it's super exciting and um, Will didn't want to release this little piece of information just yet because he's wanted to save it a few days before the end of the Kickstarter to try and get a few extra quid in but um, there will be a little added extra of uh, a golden bolter uh for uh any more donations of above 50 pounds or dollars or something so you know that's just a little something um for everyone here i mean that's that's what we can say if you know if if it goes beyond above a certain level every everyone who backed it their character will be equipped with a golden bolter we'll just say that now right (laughs) there's nothing in the game that will show you that uh because you'll just be basically reading text and having some illustrations. Um, but let's just say, you know, Oblivion horse armor sort of vibe going on <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, you will have a golden bolter. You just, just know that. Yeah, superb. Well, hopefully that will um, get wet everybody's appetite <laughs> and get you a few more quid. So anyway, yes. So A Christmas Carol will. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Everyone agrees that it was... You know, it's a good book, but it was best best performed by the Muppets. I think we can all <laughs> indeed yeah. honestly agree upon that fact. No, um, actually, I saw but we're going to do the book version. I don't know if you did you see on news. I, I didn't read the actual story, but I saw a headline today saying there's a, a previously unreleased song from the Muppets Christmas Carol has been released. Oh, I hope the- it's got Michael Keane singing in it. <laughs> oh, he, the, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, that would be really exciting. Um, I I love that film to bits. So um, yeah, that's good. So basically, right, this this is our first challenge, I think. Okay, so you're talking about casting, which is yeah, yeah important. But I think we have to find out how is this fitting into this world. You know what I mean? Like, what's the because mm-hmm. like, presumably there's not Christmas in in this world anymore. So how is this fitting in? What's it all about? Um, and uh, so what's that's, our what's our story? That's a good point. I mean. Christmas Carol, we have Ebenezer Scrooge completely hates Christmas. It's a humbug. And the, the, the plot turns around 
and by the end of it he adores christmas and um you know becomes the the life and soul of the party helps bob cratchit and his family out of penury could we could it be somebody has fallen out of the light of the emperor's grace well yeah yeah in a way right so we've got to think about right what is christmas carol fundamentally is about i mean the message of that story i guess if it's anything is that like people are fundamentally good at least at christmas time right and like this time even can like sort of turn around obviously through the assistance of three spirits and we've got plenty of <laughs> potential for that in the 40s world yeah. um but he sort of you know is able to kind of be opened up out of his curmudgeon well we need a curmudgeon for a start right but what is a curmudgeon what is a curmudgeon in the space marine world like everyone if we're doing space marines we might not be doing space marines but everyone space marines um so that, that's basically the the setup of the christmas carol is like everyone's having a nice time and yeah. they're essentially mostly good i mean there are some you know bad people in sort of the background and stuff but scrooge is like Obviously, he has goodness in him. That's the point of the story. But he's kind of an arsehole and is trying to make people work on Christmas Day and stuff like that. And then he kind of, through the course of the story, gets brought into this essential goodness of everyone, right? So, like, so that makes me think we've got to have something that, like, society as a whole in the 40k world thinks is good. And then someone is kind of, like, outside of that or, or, or railing against that and, and, and being regarded as a prick for doing so, right? So, like, mm. it makes me think, like, what is it that they all love more than anything? And it's like um, ultraviolence, you know? Like, what, <laughs> they love nothing more than, like, descending on a, you know, world and just obliterating it and shooting the fuck out of all the buildings and all the people and all the aliens and whatever else is on the is on the planet. So I'm wondering if we could have, like, someone who's just been like, oh, I just can't be fucked fucking going on this invasion you know like um yeah and everyone's like what what a fucking killjoy you know <laughs> and, and but then there needs it needs to be based around some sort of festival as well obviously because we, maybe you can't have christmas but there needs to be something anyway that was just a that yeah was just some, some... no i i like that a lot because i was i was thinking like too literally of a, of a i was being too like remaking christmas carol you're doing a reimagining <laughs> which is always better right. Um, so I like it. So you've got like, yes, um, everybody is committed, like committed in their hearts to ultraviolence. Yeah. And there's this one person amongst them who isn't and that upsets them. <laughs> and, you know, that, that, <laughs> that it, in many ways it shows up. It maybe inside their hearts, they're, they're thinking he's showing us up this fucking do-gooder um and so you're right there needs to be it can't just be year-round slaughter that they love so uh could it be a particular type of of killing that 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 only comes around once a little while so um you know that in the the sort of most up-to-date storyline gilliman has come back to life um he has created the Indominus Crusade to go and sort of uh, put right what had gone wrong amongst the Imperium. Could it be that, you know, a new Primarch comes back, the Emperor comes back, and that's the thing that shows him 
this this character um the error of his ways in in not wanting to kill everything yeah um well yeah it's got to be some sort of thing equivalent to the spirits like something supernatural and very it would leave an impression on you like that so yeah a visitation from um from the emperor or a primarch fits the bill perfectly but i suppose are you talking about doing this in the the modern day 40k setting uh, I, I'm I'm going to use characters and stuff from all over. Okay, okay. So yeah. um, it's somewhere in the setting, and um, so yeah, okay, right. So let's have, let's like put a pin in that. It can be some kind of either you know the emperor, um, a primarch, or or the spirit or whatever of them can come to mm-hmm. this character. Um, so what is the like maybe what is the day that like. The day where they're really celebrating that they their sort of, you know, um, killing ways, uh, you know, like has reached like an apogee has reached that killing has reached the height of art in their eyes. So would it be like some sort of anniversary of the beginning of the Great Crusade or something like that? You know, like that would be. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be like their. Uh, celebration where they were saying, "Look, you know, we have our differences, but we can all come together in slaughtering the foe on this day." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's a good one. Uh, I think I, we can work with that one. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we've got that. So we've got a curmudgeon in our midst, and who is that? And I think. The the first person he came to mind was I act on Cruise. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so he just thinks he's seen too much. Yeah. And, you know, he goes, Oh, I'm an old man. Everybody else around him is like, mate, we're all old. We still love killing. What's your problem? <laughs> I know. I know. You know? They're like we discussed this before. We're like, Act on Cruise, it doesn't like how in what way are you an old man? Like we're all about four hundred, <laughs> you know? Like Yeah. Like, um, it's your choice to be an old man, essentially. Exactly. It just sounds like he's one of those, you know, young people who seem to have been born at 40 years of age. (laughs) You know, we all know some of those people. And they're just like world weary at far too early uh, an age. Um, So, like, he seems like a natural fit to me. Yeah. Is there anyone else that you can think of? Yeah, that's obviously the first first one that comes to my mind. And, like, you know, in a way, like, in the stories, he kind of does undergo that transformation. You know, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, ah, you know, um, just sort of moaning away and not really taking part and stuff like that. And then he becomes a kind of integral figure and actually fights people and stuff in the storyline. But this is obviously going to be different in this story. Um, But he, uh, yeah, I mean, like, and what like so they're wanting to go and fight and kill he's still a space marine obviously what's he wanting to do i guess like the obvious thing is he's in as his alternative to that he's like wanting to just do bureaucracy and paperwork and try (laughs) try to make other people do that as well oh the hatred and that fits in very well with scrooge who was like some form of accountant or something like that you know bob bob cratchit was one of his clerks yeah yeah, and that's what it could be. It could be like there's a sort of, you know, maybe there's like some, uh, you know, some recently, um, what's the word, when they're after they've been turned into space marines, um, I don't know. But anyway, some like new space marines, basically, who are under yeah. his charge. And they're all like, you know, 
fucking mad for it. Like they're keen to yeah. get involved. And then so it comes up to this celebration of, um, you know, the the anniversary or whatever of the of the, you know, start of the Great Crusade, and yeah. and like so everyone's buzzing. They're waiting like go down to some planet <laughs> with about. 80 billion orcs on it right and they're like yeah this is gonna be fucking wild like you know <laughs> we we have got like and they're just like they can't start, shut up about all the weapons they've got ready like yeah one of them's got like a really big special gun that he's got ready he's just going like this will just mulch up a million orcs in a second it's gonna be the carnage is gonna be unstoppable <laughs> And then so they're really in their full flow, and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, uh, by the way, you are all on uh, paperwork duty tomorrow. Um, you know. <laughs> exactly, uh, and it's not about counting up all the death. We've had uh, a really um, big resupply of uh, screws uh, for people's armor, and. Um, we really need to count those screws. <laughs> so, so please, um, we're gonna be we're gonna be snowed under, mate. <laughs> you won't be. Get, there'll be no killing for you. So, like, leave your armor in your in your rooms. Bring your robes, and uh, we'll just get stuck in pen and paper. You know. <laughs> I like this idea. So, like, the the clerks are all, you know, recently risen space marines so whereas before they were like the poor you know just struggling to get by um you know the hearty the good-hearted poor now they are the bad-hearted killing machines in in this story i like that very much so so we do need a bob cratchit somebody who will like be the voice of you know good-hearted reason here but of course it'll be real like mad killer type so <laughs> who have we got for that well i guess like if we're going with what we've just sort of set up it has to be one of these you know new space marines who's wanting to get out but is being stopped from doing that because he's been told by his boss that he has to do this work but i don't know what what is it about him that could be sort of distinguish him as the sort of main character here you know um yeah i suppose like i I would like to think of this as a sort of play that all the Space Marines are putting on. So could we, like, <laughs> pick a character that we've liked? Like, could Ignatius Grulgore be this this kind of, this this person? Yeah. So, you know, Bob Cratchit, like, goes up and asks Scrooge for an extra bucket of coal or something. Yeah. yeah. Could, could Ignatius Grulgore, like, shuffle up on his, like... Goat's legs, and just like screech. Um, can he please be allowed to just kill for ten minutes? I know. Can I just? I'll just go down, get off ten minutes, and I'll be right back up on the first stormbird or whatever. Exactly. You know, what? I promise I'll, you, I'll, 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 I won't, I won't do any less paperwork than anyone else. Um, I'll be yeah. I'll, I'll put in overtime uh, later on if I can just go down and get stuck in, yeah. and um. The I act on cruise just goes more killing. Is that all you can think about killing? <laughs> get back to your get back to your fucking books. 
<laughs> I like that. Yeah, and like I almost imagine like because it, obviously it'd be it's difficult. It's going to be difficult to have a a Bob Cratchit and the whole family and stuff like that, an equivalent for that. But they could all be kind of rolled into the figure of Ignatius Grogor, you know, because I kind of <laughs> imagine him having this like childlike enthusiasm of like you know Tiny Tim uh, for for the killing, you know, like that's like he, he couldn't, but like. Ignatius Grilgore is that has given himself to chaos, so he could have like a little demon, like jumping around in his like shoulder, you know, in a <laughs> hole in his shoulder. That's true. Um, called Tiny Tim, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's just like, oh, but little Tiny Tim needs to get stuck into the murder and a death, or he'll die. Like he's a creature of the warp. He will need to suck on human blood, well, this- or else. He'll like extinguish in a puff of slime. Well, this is this. I mean, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and this leads me to <laughs> <laughs> leads me to um, if that's how we're going with, right? And so, presumably, Tiny Tim is his own little secret. I guess if he's hanging out with um, with uh, uh, what's his name, Acton Cruz, and like with the still. The Imperial type, so Tiny Tim could just be his little secret, you know, chaos uh, creature on his shoulder. <laughs> so it's just like innocently begging for death, you know, or yeah. begging to see death and destruction, not his own death, but to see carnage, you know, and just saying, oh, please, I thought we were going to, you know, I thought we were <laughs> yeah. going to go get down and see that. And then, then that all sets it up for the ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future can be chaos demons um, of some shape sure. or form who are like, you know, um, wanting carnage to happen as they do and like obviously supporting their follower who is not being allowed to, to go and join in. Uh, um, I mean, and that leaves us a lot of scope for exactly what they are and what they do and say and, and like, I don't know. Yeah. So I think we can go two ways with that then. So the the spirits the chaos spirits um could be one of each uh god and we, as we know corn is dead so <laughs> i was about so, i was stupidly about to ask what about the fourth one fuck's sake like. no no corn is dead so we could have one of each or we could have um like the 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 ghost of chaos past could be was it Samus? You know the first one who uh, appeared to Loken, and um, like Loken is it was in the same legion as Cruz. Yeah. So um, it could be that one. So Samus could co- revisit him and say, "Do you remember me, old mate? <laughs> Do you remember me? I was the one who like told you about chaos in the first place, like." I brought everything down. I changed your entire life. I broke your legion, changed your life completely. Don't you just want to fucking kill me? And uh, I act on Cruz is like, I ah, can't be arsed, mate. I've got all these, all these screws, you know. I've just, just <laughs> I don't have time for any of that. And he's, he's like, you know, I've said it once and I'll, I'll say it a thousand times. You know, the, the counting of the screws is every bit as integral to this operation as the, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the people making planet fall tomorrow you know um yeah and uh yeah exactly so the, he, he could be kind of trying kind of 
bringing up the story of the past and trying to goad him into violence and saying, "Look, <laughs> like, and, and and much like the Christmas Carol, you know, I think like because it shows him, you know, that he was once like a in that story, like a happy, you know, gregarious sort of person, and um, this equivalent would be showing like you know, back in the times before, you know, you were you wanted to shoot stuff right up, um, <laughs> yeah, Cruz with um, all his army buddies." Um, Cruz would have like uh, a big swooping uh, young person's haircut in these uh, flashbacks, um, just like stamping on some Dino species, you know, with their glasses, their spires of glass, and him just crushing that and laughing and just like, you know, having orgasmic delight in their destruction of their culture and the this spirit of chaos just saying, to see, look how. Look how happy you were. And now look at yourself now. Stuck under the weight of paper and your paper clips and your screws. You're not happy now. Look at you now. And and Acton Cruz just goes, Well, I I do look I do look happy. We were so carefree back then before the bureaucracy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can get sort of damp eyed, but by the end of it he'll just be like, Nah, humbug. Yeah. All, all of this is nonsense. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, you know, it's still, still really important that we get through this all tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, then, so he, so he goes back to, he goes back to sleep, I guess, and uh, gets woken up by the ghost of Christmas present or whatever equivalent we're going to have. So, so yeah, we've had kind of like Samus's. He was kind of a demon. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't remember what he was. Some some form of undescribed demon. Yeah, the ghost of Christmas present. Um, now, what is the ghost of Christmas present? He is pretty much the ghost of like Christmas cheer, of songs, of kind of like a, a Dionysus figure, you so, know? So he could be like... Um, Torgaden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, um, should we just say, like, and he's showing him vis- visions of just, like, he comes in and shows him, like, visions of, like, all around the, all the ships in this fleet. And everyone's, like, just, you know, just so joyfully polishing their bolters down and, you know, um, checking yeah. their chainsaws, having enough fuel and whatnot um <laughs> whatever whatever they use whatever they use um and you know and there's just there's almost a song a song and dance in the air you know like and he's showing this is going on all around him and then like but then they, like some people are making quite cruel jokes about uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right everyone's just like polishing their gun they're all like in tiles in the um in the showers, just like having a pre-battle shower, just you know, just and a few people are flicking each other with tiles playfully, and everyone's just in the best mood possible, and it just goes. Someone just goes like, um, "You know who I bet's not having a good time? <laughs> who? You know that I act on cruise from the Luna Wolves." And like, gone. Oh, come on, he's nothing, isn't he? Didn't he used to be in your squad? He says to like somebody or other. And he and then he goes, oh yes, but you know, he used to be just a, a normal one of us, but something terrible happened to him. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and uh, then they all just start like, yeah, there's some like really nasty comments about 
about how he, uh, oh God, it's kind of like lost his like penis and balls in a in a like shrapnel wound or something like that. But that's that's not that's not on message for them, is it? Like that took a a turn. Yeah, Um, (laughs) maybe he lost his uh, he lost his courage, or you know he lost his his uh, braveness um, in some some silly battle or other. Is is Torgadin the the best person for that? At the same at the same time as he's showing him these, you know, frolics that are going on, Torgadin's like in amongst all the lads, you know, telling some really bad jokes, and all the lads are laughing too hard. Yeah, yeah, no, I think because it, they know it's not funny. <laughs> I think he is is quite a good good for it because it, like, like yeah, this um you know in the Chris, in the Christmas Carol that goes to Christmas presents, this kind of jolly, you know. Um, sort of santa claus kind of figure isn't he sometimes portrays as that and like um uh, yeah so i think that totally makes sense and he's showing scenes of jollity and people making like jollity is that a word um making fun of um you know making fun of uh i act on cruise so i think it totally works and they could be like yeah just going he's like as oh, a fucking bureaucrat you know we used to we used to get the normal humans to do that uh, all that shit but he just <laughs> sort of takes it on himself you know like um, fucking scrivener, you know they're always called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an ink-fingered scrivener, I think, is what one person was called once. Um, God, that's a good line. That's some good writing. Whoever came up with that is good. So, so that's the ghost of Christmas present, and that that makes I act on Cruise feel a bit, a bit embarrassed, a bit ashamed. Yeah. Um, but again, he comes out of it, and s- slightly slower, not quite as quickly, but again, he goes back to the. Ah, Fuck it, humbug. Yeah. And he's woken up by the big bad, you know, the bringer of death. Uh, who is that? Um, this is going to, like, yeah, the point of the Ghost of Christmas Future is shows him, like, what well, shows him in in the, A Christmas Carol, it shows, like, his grave, doesn't it? Yeah. And, like, basically, like, the, so in the original that he's going to, like, die lonely, you know, yeah. unloved because of the way he's carrying on and stuff like this. So, like, does, does he show him like uh, a vision of his death under a massive pile of screws? <laughs> well, no, that, all right, that's one way we could go. The other thing that came to my mind though that it was like it could show everyone else dead from the heroic guests they've had in battle, and he's uh-huh. still fucking at his desk, like just doing another account. You know what I mean? It's like all your brothers have yeah. died in the battlefield as they, you know, as they should want to do, and you have just fucking wasted away. Um, yeah, counting more and, screws, and, there's, and and yeah, and there's just these big piles of screws, but there's n- nobody to use them anymore because there's no armor anymore, and he's just left with a quill in pa- in hand. He he writes the last, you know, puts the last tick in the box, and then looks around. Everybody's dead. There's there's all these screws all accounted for, <laughs> and there's no more accounting to be done. Yeah. So yeah. who shows him that? Who shows him that? Who who is the revelation? I mean, the the biggest revelations normally come from the emperor. Yeah, I think it, it's probably got to be the emperor. Let's be, let's be fair. Um, and I, but I I would like the emperor to give um, I act on Cruise a vision, and then to give him another few nested visions. <laughs> well, please be my guest, Neil. I mean, wet loose with as many nested visions as as you want to. Well, I mean. He he comes and goes. I am the emperor, and 
he goes you're not the emperor you're just like some idiot in a in a big black cloak first vision vision of a, a being of light of you know extreme power of like incredible beauty but of a changing face and i act on cruise falls to his knees obviously adoring next vision a normal man in a green field picks him up just says oh, come on mate listen let's have a talk about all this all this accounting nonsense don't you want to don't you want to kill a, a fucking orc in my name and he's like yeah but i, I do i do but i i'm I'm doing a lot of good work with all of this accounting. I, I help the killing happen. And the emperor takes him, puts his arm around him and goes, I, I know, I know what's in your heart. Look into my eyes. And then their eyes look, their eyes meet. He falls into a vision within the emperor's eyes. Right. And that's where he sees his future. Um, and then he sort of comes back out of all of these visions. He wakes up in his own bed. He's changed. He can't have that anymore. He opens up his his door, and what shouts to a like a a surf a, a menial, and just says, "What time is it? What time is it?" And <laughs> the menial goes, "It's time for the muster." <laughs> and he's like, and he goes, "I I haven't missed it. I haven't missed it." <laughs> He's like, get me the biggest bolter. <laughs> oh, there's a there was a very big bolter in just two decks up. Go and bring it. A smart lad, a fine lad. Bring it here immediately. And he goes, and he he goes to Ignatius Grilgore's room, who's like flagellating himself. Tiny Tim. On his shoulder, on his shoulder, just saying, "You fucking idiot! You couldn't persuade anyone that there's all this sweet murder about to happen, and you can't fucking do anything." And all of a sudden, this the spirit of the age walks in. Just you know, I act on Cruz with this enormous bolter in hand, and just says, "Ignatius, I I want you to have this, oh, and I want you to kill." a bunch of fucking oxen in the emperor's name. Let's go. We're going down. We're going down to the planet. And all is well. And he's just like... Cue hopping. a big song and dance. Yeah, number. he's just hopping from foot to foot, you know, so excited. They rush into the drop pods um, and then, you yeah. know, uh, hit the planet. I, I act on cruise, ruffles Tiny Tim's hair a wee bit, just goes <laughs> like... His tentacles. And then yeah, the final scene is just they, they burst out of their um, drop pods and, and um, you know, just... Just freeze, uh, freeze frame. Yes, yes. Yeah, on, on them, uh, muzzle flash. You know, as the 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 stream of bullets fly past, and uh, the camera pans really, really slowly, and follows the bullets in slow motion as they explode. <laughs> it's good. Just yeah, I mean, like that went better than than I maybe was expecting. You know, uh, we <laughs> uh, flowed flowed pretty well, and you know, we're all feeling really Christmassy now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway i mean i think should we should we tie this up for now i don't think we can yeah. we can do any more with with the the warhammer christmas carol so uh <laughs> we'll just wish you a merry christmas or whatever you're celebrating and uh we will be back in a couple of weeks with the the sort of next bit that we're about to record which will be some some more nonsense <laughs> yeah see you guys soon Thank you.